and welcome to the Friday Night Nicktoons Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. We've got another great episode in store for you today. Last week, we discussed Gerald's legends from the show Hey Arnold. We then sent out a Twitter poll asking which pairing from Hey Arnold you guys like the most. It was very close, and we once again got a lot of votes, so thank you to everyone who responded. The pairs were Rhonda and Sid, Arnold and Helga, and Phoebe and Gerald. You guys picked Arnold and Helga as your favorite pairing on the show, though Phoebe and Gerald were a very, very close second. And Rhonda and Sid didn't get much love, but that's okay. That's alright, you guys. <laughs> Thanks everyone for voting, and we'll have another Twitter poll ready for you guys at the end of this episode. Also, two weeks ago, we sent out a Twitter poll asking you which show you wanted to see us talk about for this episode, and Jimmy Neutron was overwhelmingly the favorite, so this week we'll be discussing three standout Jimmy Neutron episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Our first episode of the week is called Normal Boy. It's from Season 1, Episode 2A. In this episode, Jimmy decides that he wants to be a normal boy because his classmates keep making fun of how smart he is. Unfortunately, the brain-draining invention that he makes glitches and instead causes him to become ridiculously unintelligent right when a meteor is about to hit Earth. So his friends have to work to help him return to being a genius again in order to save them from this meteor. Yeah, this was a, a a good kind of indicative episode of what Jimmy Neutron usually is. He's very smart. He creates the problem through his own like hubris, and then solves the problem. <laughs> so that's yes. that's the, a typical arc of the show. Yeah, and it, it always has a resolution that relates back to something that happened earlier right. in the episode. Thus, the brain blasts. But we'll we'll get into it. Oh yeah. Uh, the episode starts out, and he's he's making this just like this juice machine, and he's like, "Hey, look at this juice machine! It can take the fruit, and it's just gonna make juice. It's gonna be great." And pretty much immediately, that just goes terribly wrong. It like sucks up everything from the kitchen, but it causes a meteor to go off the path. One of the oranges, I think, goes all the way out into space and like reroutes a meteor. Yes. And, again, they don't notice this, but that's yeah. that's the thing that starts happening. So there's the Jimmy Neutron accidentally causing the problem that he will later eventually have to solve. The, so she, Jimmy's mom sends him to his room, and uh, we then cut to Jimmy at school. And uh, one of the funniest things I noticed about this episode that I guess I realized as a kid but didn't totally internalize is that Miss Fowl, his teacher, is literally making bird noises all the time. <laughs> yeah, like she'll say she's something also, like, that... moving her arms like wings the entire time <laughs> yeah, as well. like, spastically. So funny. And just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I feel like, in general, that the characters in this show are so over the top. And just... I don't know. I don't know whose idea that even was. Like, let's make a teacher a bird. Yeah. Just name her Miss Fowl and just make her make her like a bird. And she's got a huge nose, like a beak. Yeah. And they all have their science projects. Carl comes up and he he talks about his his what does he call it? The 
something about the hot dog holder. It's it's just a oh, hot yeah. dog bun. Yeah, he calls it a and hot dog he, holder. Yeah. Deluxe, I think, a yeah, hot dog and, yeah. holder deluxe. And you can and do all these things with, with it. It can of... be it can be a cushion. It can be a hat. And then he's like, and you can make it disappear. And he eats it. And he's like, where did it go? <laughs> it's horrible, horrible. <laughs> and then Jimmy has he has these floating plates. Yeah. Which Miss Fowl is just unbelievably amazed just by. Fascinated. She's just sitting there, like staring and like being like the the plates are floating. <laughs> Fascinated. And all, all the other kids get really upset because they're like, why do we even try to make science projects if yours is going to be so good? Yeah, and they're all very rude to Jimmy, and because he's not even, like, that arrogant about it when it happens. They just hate all the attention that he gets. Right. And, and I feel like it's weird, too, because there are definitely episodes where he is a show-off, and in right. this case, it's pretty unwarranted. He Totally. He just made some plates float. All of his classmates are ridiculing him, and he says this heartbreaking line, what's the point of being smart if it just makes you miserable? So he decides yeah. to make himself normal. So yeah, he, he realizes that maybe he doesn't want to be smart, and he goes back to his lab, as he always does, and he makes the brain drain helmet. And his original plan is just to make this, make him normal. And I think I think he just messes up and presses the switch too far. And yeah, there's like a shock, like an electric shock, and it scoots over one to uh, like dumb. It it was some description of dumb. Some description description, yeah, calling him super stupid, and he just immediately doesn't know anything. He yeah. he becomes basically just brain dead, more yeah. or less. Yeah. They they have you know, a brief moment where he's trying to write the alphabet and they have, like, A, B, C, and he writes seven instead yeah. of D. So just, <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. And then he uh, he tries to have a brain blast when he's in this condition, and it zooms in through his ear like it always does with, like, the floating neutrons and stuff. And uh, there's just a monkey playing the cymbals, and I, I distinctly remember that image as a kid, and I think it happens a couple times. It's something. It's yeah, something. It there's, there's also, truly is. Jimmy's clearly just, like, having these issues, and Miss Fowl asks them the next day in class, like, what's the square root of 144? And I think he says something like 116. yep, that's it. And Miss Fowl's like, no, that's wrong. And Cindy, Cindy's just awful yeah. in this episode, really. She's like, 12. It's 12. <laughs> And then Miss Fowl's like, that's right. And she's like, let it be noted that I, Cindy, answered the question yeah. right, that he answered wrong. And she's just getting super arrogant. Yeah. And I feel like nobody in this class cares but her yep. about her being smart. It's ridiculous. She's got so much to prove. Yeah. And, like, you knew the square root of 144, which I, I don't know what age they're at, but this isn't, like, that's not, like, a life-changing Right moment but then when they realize they see the meteor out the window of their classroom and they realize that their in imminent demise is coming due to this meteor and cindy immediately backs off of the whole genius thing and she's like it's not my fault yeah. that neutron got dumb right before the meteor was about to strike and so they all have to get him back to normal yeah and, they, uh, they basically just they bring him back to the lab he becomes smart again they you know they move the thing back over to normal and he uses but, he uses his plates to save the day 
uh, once right. he's back in his normal brain. And I, I do like that. I like that they they usually have a tie-in for yeah. the resolution. And we talked about this a bit with Fairly Odd Parents, how there's the Control-Z wish yeah. or whatever, and, I, and that happens pretty frequently. I, I would say Jimmy Neutron rarely, if ever, does that. It usually has right. some sort of a tie-in of something that they mentioned before yeah. that gets brought back to resolve the episode. And I, I do, I appreciate that. I think it makes it for a bit more interesting writing in that regard. And for those who, uh, who don't know, control Z wish is that's the, uh, shorthand for undo. And, uh, on fairly odd parents, often they will, Timmy at the end will, I wish everything went back to normal. Um, and like Ashley was saying, that's something that Jimmy Neutron makes a point of not doing, that there's some right. sort of twist involved, involving the beginning of the episode that saves the day. So in this episode, he makes these plates that can repel each other and can repel metal. He realizes there are metals in the meteor, and so he attaches them to his rocket and flies out and repels it away. I'm not sure right. if the science holds up, but the logic certainly does. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that if you're looking at this show in general as a scientific marvel, you're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, not, <laughs> but, um, that is not what it's but either, Like you said, the logic checks out, and there is still just this sort of continuity you feel throughout the episodes where it brings the things back. Right. One thing that's interesting about short-form animation, especially in this show, is how quickly they raise the stakes. Like, we're like a minute, 30 seconds or so into the episode, and there's already a meteor threatening life on Earth. It just, things have to get that big that quickly to make you care about it. Yeah. And they definitely do make it pretty fast-paced. I, I think that's one of the things, and the other than the second one, these are short episodes, right? 15, yeah. 10, 15 minutes, somewhere in that range. And they get a lot done, and I never really realized how short episodes were as a kid, because most shows that you watch that are like adult shows have full 30-minute to an hour, depending on the show episodes, and I, I feel like they just get so much accomplished yeah, in a do. lot of these animations. But overall, I, I, think, I think this gives an inter interesting insight into the sort of um, the difficulty that Jimmy has with himself and his sort of difficult balance with dealing with being really really smart and how that's great and all because he can make these cool inventions and he can do all, all this great stuff but the sort of constant backlash from the people around him because of that yeah it's pretty sad he's got this like curse of genius uh he is separated from and ostracized from his, his peers to be fair he usually creates the problem that happens in the first place through his own arrogance or through meddling way beyond his age and uh it's hard to yeah. tell it's hard to tell whose side the show is on whether it's in defense of jimmy neutron or or if it's just sort of a complicated mess of things that happen yeah it, it is it's difficult to say it's definitely a common thing that happens like you said he causes the problem he's the one who resolves it and they need him to resolve it but if he wasn't there it wouldn't have happened so is he the hero or is he just I don't know. I feel like that probably gets mentioned in other episodes, too, but it's it's an interesting dynamic, at least. Totally. All right, well, I think that's enough for this episode. Uh, when we come back, we'll move on to our second episode from Season 2. Our next episode is called Sheen's Brain, and it's from Season 2, Episode 10. 
After Sheen fails a history test, Jimmy increases Sheen's brain power to be larger and smarter. However, Sheen soon becomes evil and mad with power with his new supreme mental abilities and proclaims himself king. Carl and Jimmy must stop him from taking over Retroville and the entire planet by convincing him to drain his brain back to normal. Sound familiar? We yeah. have we have a similar concept. It's basically, basically an opposite thing, and we'll get into it with the continuity. It is the opposite of what Jimmy does with his situation, but you know we we see the problem of Sheen just is an idiot. That's I don't even think that's mean. I think that's just valid. Yep, he he pretty much is. And he, they take this history test, and everyone's like, oh my god, that was the hardest history test ever. And Sheen's like, no, nah, man, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. And I don't remember exactly what his test answers are, but they're all ultra-lord-related. And, and he gets an F. He gets, like, a zero. Yeah, and Sheen says something along the lines of, I will, how am I supposed to know? That's what it said on the ultra-lord website. And I think Jimmy's like, didn't you write the ultra-lord website? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so... Yeah, he says that Ultra Lord was a founding father on the quiz, and yes. it's like that's what it says on the Ultra Lord website. But he wrote the Ultra Lord website. Classic. It's it's beautiful, really, and basically he he finds out he will fail the grade, I believe, if yeah. he doesn't do well on this next test. So he needs to get very smart very quickly. Yes, and so also I don't I don't remember Carl says something like. We're all in this together. We're the three amigos, which is the reason that this is the title of the episode. Because he tried to make them name tags and accidentally put a P in amigos. So they call themselves the three amigos. I also, I, I was wondering, why do you, why do you make name tags? When are you like? Yeah, you can just establish. Yeah, like Ashley and I don't have FNN podcast co-hosts name tags. Like we just we, are. We should. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Make, yeah. Make t-shirts though. Let's go. Let's go next level. Up honestly, honestly, that's the next step with this. We're six episodes <laughs> in. Name tags. Anyways, anyways, so so they go back and they decide to do this this uh, studying montage where Sheen is constantly distracted by the TV, like constantly, constantly. distracted by the TV, and. Carl pulls out their math textbook, which is titled, Triangles Are Your Friends. <laughs> I just thought it was beautiful. And he starts asking him questions, and uh, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it's some sort of a, a word problem that involves, like, if so-and-so has such amount of bubblegum, and he's trading some other character for raisins, and Sheen doesn't pay any attention to the question at all, but he's like, what sort of an idiot would trade bubblegum for raisins? Which is totally Which, I mean, fair. <laughs> and I, I think uh, he, he just goes off on the entire the entire question. He also, I think there's someone named Ida, and he's like, what's that short for? Ida prefer a different name? And <laughs> moral of the story, she just can't focus on the actual learning. Yeah. He's, he's struggling, so... Jimmy's like, oh, I could just reverse my brain drain helmet. Yep. What do you know? Bringing it back. And this is like a season and a half later, too. Yeah, which, I mean, this scene is obviously soon because I brought this up again, but 
I, I appreciate continuity in Me shows too. in Me general. Too. I think it's interesting to bring old characters back and old situations back, but it's it's definitely a distinct enough episode still. Yeah, it's totally its own thing with some ties to what's happened before. Yeah, and similar to Jimmy's stupidity montage where he's unable to write the alphabet, Sheen ends up being really smart and he has this genius montage where he's, he's playing like the fiddle, I think, or something. Yeah, it's like an Irish jig, yeah. Playing some Irish jig and he it's starts amazing. beating Jimmy at chess, beating Carl at some like shoots and llamas game. Yeah. I don't know, shoots and ladders with llamas and who knows. So then they go back to school and uh, Sheen aces the test. And, yeah, he uh, aces it in like two seconds. Also, yep. real quick, Miss Fowl mentions she she's like, don't think about this as a final. Think about it as ninety five percent of your grade. Yeah, which is a ridiculously <laughs> high percentage for a final. Like, why would you even bother doing any of the rest of the class? Yeah. Anyways, Sheen aces it in literal seconds. Like, she yeah. hands him the paper and then he just hands it back, and he says something like, maybe it couldn't be done by this collection of. Slack-jawed, it? it's slack-jawed collection of nitwits, which is an amazing diss. <laughs> and then he he's wants gonna, he wants to I, leave the classroom because he's done, and she says, no, you can't leave. And he goes, well, then may I not be unexcused? And she goes, uh, yes. And then he, he runs out of the room. Yeah. Completely shows her up. Jimmy races off after him, says another similar thing, and... Then Carl tries to do it, and he says something like, "Can I never ever not be disexcused yeah. sometimes?" <laughs> and she goes, "Sit down." <laughs> yeah. At some point, she 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 reaches, you know, she figures it out. But whatever, we we go on, and she's sitting in the candy bar. They're having some dispute about one of those guessing games where there's like a number of beans within the. Jar. And he calculated he, it and got it right, and the candy guy doesn't believe right. him. Doesn't really matter. He's, he's sitting there. His head is gigantic. I mean, yeah. really gigantic. So I guess it's a sign of him being really, really, really smart. And Jimmy comes and starts talking to him. I think at this point we realize, too, he can read minds because that's how intelligent he is. Doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Yeah, not quite. And he, he can also like, just control the world around him, because apparently intelligence lets him do that, too. Yep. And then he flies away, and they decide to find, um... They decide to find a way to bring... Bring back the brain drain helmet, and they want to try to convince him to, you know, go back to normal. Because they just wanted it for the test, and now he's getting kind of out of hand, and he starts... He starts being evil, more or less. Very evil. And uh, he claims once he gets this powerful and big that he is going, he is going to make the most beautiful woman in Retroville his queen. And uh, Miss Fowl goes, "Brock, I'm afraid of commitment," <laughs> which is my dude same of the week without any further elaboration. <laughs> and uh, he actually means um, Libby, yeah. Uh, Sheen has a thing for Libby, and he claims yeah. her as his queen. And she's, like, a little unsure about this, but she's kind of playing along at first. Yeah, and I think he, he also offers her, like, you know, jewels and all that madness. Yep. 
And so Jimmy comes up with a plan that he is going to pretend that the brain drain helmet is a crown, and they're going to offer it to Sheen. Um, and because so because he's so power hungry, he also he decided. I don't know if we mentioned this. He decided to be the supreme overlord of the town. Yeah, I think the world. world. Yeah. I don't remember where he's at at this point, but yeah, I think mean, he, he says the line. He's like, "Don't be alarmed, unless you find it alarming that I'm declaring myself supreme overlord." In which case, be very alarmed. And then some random extra goes, that is, that's alarming, while they're all, yeah. like, murmuring. <laughs> but anyways, so, so he has this whole plan, and he's like, okay, we're just going to give him this crown, and and it's it's working at first. Yeah. He, he likes it, you know? And so they, and Jimmy tells Carl not to ruin this, so he tells him to think about baby llamas so that yes. Sheen can't read his thoughts and figure the plan out. Right, because mind reading is a thing that can happen so we we hear carl's thoughts in this and it goes just in a long stream of thoughts he's like baby llamas in the meadow baby llamas in the meadow oh no one of them's escaping he's headed towards town town rhymes with crown jimmy and i disguise the brain drain helmet it's a crown and then he just gives it all away but yeah. I, I just like that stream of, of thoughts <laughs> so good and uh anyways and so, before, when he first sees the crown, Sheen goes, It is rather fetching. Bestow it on my head. <laughs> and I, I yes, love that I, I line. I love that, too. I, I like the word fetching, too. Yeah. Like, his vocabulary. Anyways, so he, he figures out the plan, refuses to put it on his head. They, then they find this ultra-lord costume in a nearby shop. And they figure, you know, Sheen's still Sheen deep down inside, so... We're just going to dress up as Ultra Lord and make him tell him to drain his brain. Right. And so and they, uh, Jimmy has Carl pull up the Ultra Lord, Ultra Lord website from within the Ultra Lord uh, controllable machine. Suit, yeah. Suit, yeah. And, uh, and they say, Sheen goes, how do I know you're the real Ultra Lord? And Jimmy goes, well, ask me a series of difficult trivia questions. They get them all right. The, my, my favorite one was the last one. Um, yeah. I don't know, there's a couple of them that are like, what's your favorite food? Or like, what... Where were you born? Know, where were you born? And then there's one where it's like, what did you say after... All right, your fight with someone or another. And then, I think Carl sneezes or something. Yeah. And they end up saying like, ow, yeah. <laughs> but like... And Sheen goes, that's right, you did say, ow, yeah. <laughs> Just a good... Just a good, silly moment. Yeah. And then Ultra Lord, or that as Ultra Lord says, we want you to drain your brain. And he's like, I won't do it. He ends up shocking them, and he, they, they end up lying on the ground. He realizes what he's done, and he does eventually agree to drain his brain and whatnot. And his heart softens when he sees that Jimmy and Carl were just trying to help him the whole time. And then he, he drains himself also, down. Also, I liked that even as, like, this ridiculous genius... Somehow he still holds on to this belief that Ultra Lord is a real person. Right. Yeah, he never loses that, even when he becomes a genius. Yes, because it's just a belief that he has to hold, I suppose. Yeah. And so the final bit of the episode, Sheen has already accepted a job at a university from when he was a genius, and he still tries to teach, like, advanced physics or something like that. And he goes, I, yes. my name is Professor Sheen, and it's completely spelled wrong on the board. He goes, and I shall be learning you today. And that's the end of the yes. episode. 
so more or less it's the opposite of the episode we just listened to, you know, there's Jimmy wants to be normal and Sheen, I guess Sheen doesn't even really want to be smart, it's more of a necessity situation. Yeah, it's like smart to dumb and dumb to smart, the the opposites. And using the same continuity thing, I don't know, I don't know, It's, it's an interesting take. Yeah. This was my least favorite like... episode of the three, Ashley, because I, I realized I'm just not a Sheen fan. I think he's a little... And I like... He has a lot of clever moments, but I just find him so grating to be enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. I also, I felt like this one, and I think this, this happened at least a bit in season two. This episode's 22 minutes versus the other two that we watched were only 10 or 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Right. And... I felt like it didn't need to be. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it doesn't really do much. Like, I feel like the plot of this one is no more complicated than the one we just talked about. Yeah, it drags out a somehow, bit. Somehow, it, it feels dragged a bit, which yeah. is what it is. I I don't think I hold quite as much disdain for Sheen as Casey does, but I, I definitely understand <laughs> his uh, episode dedicated to him does get a little bit grating, for sure. I'm much more a Carl and Jimmy fan. Anyway, when we get back, we will have our third segment of the day. Our third and final episode is entitled Carl Weezer, Boy Genius. It's from Season 3, and it's Episode 6B. Yes, and in this one, Carl wants to impress the girl that he's been talking to online, and he does so by pretending to be a genius and making Jimmy seem unintelligent comparatively. This one, oh god, Carl's... Carl's usually such a nice guy, but in this one, man, he is... Yeah. He's the worst. He I'm gonna really be honest. He, you know what he reminds me of, Ashley, is Patrick in the episode where his parents are in town, and he treats Spongebob like the idiot the whole time, and how yes. Spongebob has to play along, but then it goes a little too far. We see a similar narrative happening here. And it's hard to Absolutely. watch. It's painful. It's ugh, it's so annoying too because uh, Carl Carl. It's one thing if you'd wanted to seem smart in front of this girl or whatever, but the additive of saying Jimmy is an idiot. Right. He calls him my dim-witted assistant. It's just unnecessary. Yeah, and he he sent the girl like these pictures where he just like taped his face over Jimmy's accomplishments and was like, yeah. "Look at me, I'm." He's so smart, which, whatever, I don't know, I and guess when, he, he when, wants to be with this this girl who's, I forget, something like, they say that she's like a supermodel gymnast acrobat, I don't remember, yeah. she's a bunch of things. And Jimmy, in response to all that, says, well, what does she see in you then, Carl? No offense, which is so brutal. Yeah, well, well, brutal, to be honest, but not anywhere near as brutal as Carl gets throughout this thing, just the whole time. So this girl, the girl comes that he met, mm-hmm. he's not catfished, she's real, yep. she's pretty, and uh, Carl also decides to, like, redo his look, and he, like, does Jimmy's hairstyle, which looks yep. really strange to me, I, I don't know, it's unsettling. And then he, he does look better, he rocks this, like, Elton John look with the the kind of tinted shades and the giant, like, glamorous coat. So he's yeah. clearly trying to go for, like, a cool guy look, but he doesn't really know how to be that. Yeah, and he also says, 
he's he's getting ready and he says, uh, should I put on something nice to meet her? Yeah. And Jimmy, who's pretty pretty jaded at this point, says, like a mask. Oh, and it's like under his breath too. Like we don't yeah. really know if Carl hears it. Brutal. Yeah. And understandably, honestly, Carl's super super unnecessary this entire episode. So the way extra. that he like he is a little bit less than great, but yeah. Right, so the girl shows up, and basically he keeps trying to show him, uh, her his inventions. His yeah. Jimmy's quotes. inventions, yeah, exactly. And he doesn't actually know how to use them, because they're not his, and yeah. they always mess up, and, and he blames Jimmy and says, oh, why did you do such and such thing to my invention? Super annoying. Yeah. <coughs> and, Jim, and Jimmy goes, well, Carl, why don't you tell us what these... Uh, inventions are and what they do when he, Carl is showing off his lab. And he's just kind of, like, na- making up names as he go, and that's the whatever, and, and that's the yellow thingy, I know that. <laughs> Which we both yeah. got a kick out of. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just so painful. Also, this girl just buys it immediately. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. She's kind of got this, like, this kind of generic foreigner kind of a trope going on where she yeah. just doesn't seem to really understand what's going on. She's there all in service of Carl. She doesn't really have her own kind of character attributes. No. She she just buys it. I, I think she's like, oh, the yellow thingy. You, yeah. You have such beautiful words or something. Yeah. I think she thinks he's making a joke. She's like, yeah. you're, you're so humble or you're so modest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's just eating it up. Yeah. Uh, she asks to bring back the favorite her favorite Swedish poet. He just pushes random buttons yeah, on his time machine, in... and Attila the Hun shows up. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And I just just madness is happening. Yeah. He takes her into space. I don't know why he keeps trying to do these big things. He yeah. just can't do anything right. He didn't have to. Like, she was already buying it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I do I do think, actually, at this point, she's like, oh, I'm going to go home. And he's like, no, no, let me show right. you space. That's right. And then he's like, here, I can show you things. That's a big flying rock. Yeah, that's another, that's another big, big flying big rock. <sighs> and then Sheen yeah. is telling Carl to get it together. He's like, you gotta, you know, pull this off. The... Think of the accent, the meatballs, the socialized medicine in yes. Sweden. Just so funny. Which absolutely, definitely did not catch that one as a kid. Of course not, no. I, I do like, I appreciate, and we've talked about this before, I, I always appreciate the jokes that are clearly adult uh, directed. Yeah. Or at least older than the main primary audience. But right. I don't know, I also, I also like, and this is again similar to sort of a Patrick situation, I, I like the the sort of thing where the idiot says something smart once. So like, Sheen brings up socialized medicine, yes. despite the fact that he is just really dumb. Right. Really, truly dumb. I, I'm not trying to insult any Sheen fans, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. Yeah. But You gotta admit. Yeah. You don't like him being smart, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. exactly. Yeah, and it's always that much more unexpected when the dumb character says the thing that's clever and on point. Right, right. And then uh, the the girl ends up 
saying, oh, you know, I'm actually not a model at all. I'm just a simple llama farmer. Yeah. Which, if, if you haven't watched Jimmy Neutron at all, you might not know, but Carl is obsessed with llamas. He loves llamas. And so he immediately realizes, oh, neither of us have to pretend. He goes, and I'm, uh, I don't even know how to spell science. I'm a nerd, he says, which we took some issue with. Yes, okay, I, I don't know, did this did this word change meaning recently? Nerds are totally like science. Those usually go hand in hand. Right, or at or least at le passionate smart and smart about something is, is to me being a nerd. Yeah, I, I don't know. I also think it's only been about 12 years since the show, but I think, like, society's changed a lot where it's cool to be a nerd. Like, irony was kind of the thing of the late 90s and early 2000s. Like, oh, whatever, everything's whatever. And now it's, like, I think cooler to be passionate about stuff. So maybe... I, I would agree. Maybe... I, I like that. I, I definitely think it's... Also, it's not as much like, oh, I don't want people to know that I'm into such and such things, like, you don't really care. Exactly. Like, liking video games, as you guys who know me from, you know, streaming with my brother and such. And yeah. It's not, it's not, people don't think you're a loser. It's kind of cool now, of exactly. Even doing this podcast, like, if we were this yes. age ten oh, years God, ago, yes. it would have been, mild, it <laughs> been mildly I, 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 embarrassing, and now it's not. It's something I bring up with friends and family all the time. Yeah, and I, I just think nerd in general just isn't a negatively connotated word, but it's, regardless of all of that, it, it's not, to my knowledge, it was never a word that meant just an awkward person. Yeah. I think they're using it wrong. I would say uh, I, I, Carl's more of a goober or like a doofus or a dork, or even. A dork or something yeah. like that. Which again, it's th those are still all fine, but he's right. If anyone's he's not a nerd if anyone's the nerd, it's Jimmy. Yes. Oh, Jimmy is a nerd. Because he, 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 I'm, I'm not even trying to say that in a negative right. He, just he has a harder time <laughs> communicating because he's so into the things that he's into. We we probably take more of an issue than yeah. we need to, but. Yeah, it was just something that oh. caught our eye. And then they, <laughs> Carl and this uh, Swedish woman are actually, uh, the girl, are actually an adorable couple once they're no longer trying to fake each other out. It's a really nice ending. Yeah. I will say, I mean, you do get this moment where she doesn't, I don't know, I guess because they're both lying, they don't really care, but there's there's no negative consequences. Yeah, not all at all. His, to all of his awful, but whatever, you know, he's happy. Right. So it is. So it goes. He deserves one win. Yeah, I, I also, uh, again, this one's back to the shorter half episode, and I feel like this length feels so much better, so much more Agreed. natural Agreed. for the show. Because in this one, I would say as much happens, if not more, than the previous one, and it, it can be accomplished in the half right. episode easily. I completely agree. And then there's one last moment of where I just like, praise to Jimmy, because Sheen is watching Carl and his new girlfriend walk off into the distance, and he goes, it's so beautiful, Jimmy, it's like the, it's like the Swedes say, and he just goes into this, like, over-the-top Swedish gibberish stereotype, and he, so Sheen goes into this ridiculous over-the-top impression, and Jimmy just goes, just stop, and walks away, and I was like, yes, thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy does have this great sort of Sometimes to a fault, but he, he has this great honesty. Yes. And I, I think, and I, I don't feel like I related to him much as a kid, but I, I feel like I, I like him a lot more now. Me too. 
I I'm find him to be one of the fan. more likable characters of the show. Totally. Sheen just, like you said, I, I see where the likability comes from. Yeah. I see why he's a character, but he gets grading. And yeah. Carl, yeah. I don't hate, but he's, he's just, I don't know. Yeah, he can be a lot. He's a little clueless. Jimmy! They're, they're definitely a great group together. They really bring out yeah. the best and worst really in each other. They are the three amigops. The three amigops, yep. Yeah. Anyways, I think that about sums it up. Totally. Alright, stay tuned guys for our conclusion with our fun fact and Twitter poll for next week. So, we couldn't find too many Jimmy Neutron-themed fun facts, but we did manage to find one interesting one. The original script for the show was called Runaway Rocket Boy, featuring a character named Johnny Quasar. I, I yeah. like that name. I, I feel like this this is a common thing. We, we saw again with that Sponge Boy Ahoy or something like that, <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob. It's a common phenomenon of name changes. Johnny Quasar. I like that. I don't like Runaway Rocket Boy, but I actually think I like the name Johnny Quasar more than Jimmy Neutron. You know, I can see that. Runaway Rocket Boy? I, runaway? Where's the runaway coming from? I don't know. Like, he uses the rocket to escape from, like, the, his mundane existence. That, that, I, I feel like know, he kind of does that. He just hops in his rocket. In, like, the original movie, too. Regardless. There you go. Yeah, that's our fun and, fact. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, um, our Twitter poll for this week is pretty straightforward. Which of the three Amigos is your favorite? So that's Jimmy, Carl, Sheen. Which of them is your favorite character? And next week, we'll be focusing on One Season Wonders, and the shows we're going to focus on there are Rugrats, Preschool Days, The X's, and Cat Scratch. These are shows that only ran for one season, and we thought it'd be interesting to shed some light on them because they are, for all intents and purposes, forgotten today in 2016. Yeah, and I think it's also going to be interesting to maybe discuss a little bit why these shows didn't work, or maybe why they shouldn't have been made, but we'll, we'll get into it uh, Should be good next one. week. And I, I think it'll be interesting. Me too. All right, thanks you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>